Welcome to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and someone excited about the upcoming Seward Co-op CSA Fair and Welcome Party. It's a welcome party on April 29th. And joining me to talk about the CSA Fair and Welcome Party, woo, <laughs> um, is uh, Natalia um, Mendez. Um, she's with Seward Co-op. She's the Marketing and Communications Manager. Welcome to Food Freedom Radio. Hi, thank you so much for having us, having me. Awesome. Well, okay, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Natalia Mendez. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm the Marketing and Communications Manager of Seward Co-op. Uh, I've been in the role for probably only about like six-ish months, but I'm starting my third year with the co-op. Um, I'm just really driven by a uh, passion for food, something that's been a part of my life with my family owning restaurants for a while, and uh the importance of food culturally as well as fuel for ourselves is something that keeps me excited about my role here at the co-op. Cool. It's always nice when you find a nice home to, to have your life work and your being um, together in a place that we find joy and purpose. Absolutely. So a big event coming up, um, the Seward Co-op CSA Fair and Welcome Party. So tell us about that. Yeah, so the sewer, uh, so at Seward Co-op, we've been hosting a CSA Fair. This will be our 22nd one. Uh, and in addition to it being our, so CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And what that means is that people will buy a CSA share uh, ahead of time. So that kind of funds growers for the season ahead. So you don't get, you don't like buy your share and get your food right away. You put the money in and then you get the CSA share when things are harvested because, you know, it's a rainy day here today and, uh, and uh, you know, you're helping them ahead of time. And additionally, uh, we just hired a new general manager, Ray Williams. He's been with the co-op for about seven years. He was our operations uh, and HR manager, and he moved into the role of general manager after Sean Doyle, who many of us know and love, has, was at the co-op for uh for 18 years as our GM and 25 years total. So, yeah, we're welcoming Ray. We're very excited to have him as our GM. Yeah, so I yeah, uh, 20 it's I, I later on the show we're going to play the uh, a video from the 50th anniversary just cuz it Sewer's co-op history is so complex and also just really kind of cool and wonderful. Um, and, and we've appreciated your support of uh, Food Freedom Radio and AM 950. And, you know, in this world where we have so much of our economics is sort of extractive and just sort of, I don't know, maybe I could just call it bummer economics. <laughs> but there's just Truly, this, yeah. this, this real extractive economic system. And instead, a cooperative system, which is more enlivening um, for all of us. And so uh, the CSA Fair, in, you've been doing this for over 20 years, and in some ways, the CSA Fair is all about uh, promoting your competitors. I mean, I mean, some would see it as CSAs as competitors, but the way we see it at Seward Co-op, our biggest goal, uh, which I know, I think we're going to talk about our ends later, but we talk about you know creating like a healthy, not only just like a healthy environment, but also a healthy economy. And for us, that means supporting local growers so that we can have access to healthy food and not, you know, have to deal with, like, monoculture crops and that kind of stuff. Uh, so for us, although some might see it as, you know, a competition with what we do is sell, like, you know, gr- like groceries and, and goods, body goods and that kind of stuff, but 
we seeing as an investment into our uh, our local food economy and beyond that sometimes the csa fair creates a pipeline to some of these smaller farms getting access into larger grocery stores like the co-ops so to us it's it's a helping hand to these smaller farms that might not have the scale to sell in in co-ops uh, but we allow them to have access to co-op customers and again it's just helping our local food system and I've talked, uh, the, com- the community supported agriculture is just so vital to get these CSA shares. Um, uh, that really helps the independent farmers because it gives them money early in the season. Or maybe I should ask you, how does, how does the CSA shares help the individual farmers? Yeah, so uh, what you're doing is you buy a CSA share or sometimes you'll buy like a half share. So what that means is, again, you're kind of like front loading their what they're doing. So you buy a share and what that does, it gives them the financial capital that they need so that they can buy, you know, nutrients for the soil. They can buy their seeds. They can, they can help them cover the costs up front for the food that you're going to get down the line later. And then a lot of the farms also have ways of engaging um, with you throughout the year. So you're connected. Um, And there's, there's increasing evidence about the importance to human health um, and soil health. And, you know, it's hard. To, so, so these, when you're buying from local foods, um, it's, it tends to be um, more healthy and vibrant for us as individuals as well. Absolutely. And a lot of the farms we work with do too, also have regenerative uh, practices that are reinforcing the soil over time. They are using watering systems that are less wasteful and less plastic oriented. And they're really thinking long term about the impact of farming in in the environments in which they're doing their work. So let's talk about some of the farms that are going to be participating in this. Sure. Yeah, let me, <laughs> pardon me, know, let me well, pull up my uh, little list here. <laughs> we have so many. So, well, I can say right away that um, we have a list on our website that offers, uh, so let me let me start over here. So yeah. on our website, www.seward.coop, uh, we have a, a guide to our CSA fair. So not all of the farms that are listed on this guide will be present at the CSA fair because we sometimes these farms are so small, they can't send someone in person, but we can advertise for them. We can tell you where their drop-off site is going to be. We can tell you what they're, what they're sharing because some of these CSAs, I mean, some of these CSAs are beyond fruits and vegetables. There's also cheese, bread, meat, uh, mushrooms, all kinds of good stuff. But there will be, as of today, 28 farms will be attending our CSA fair. So we have in-person farms. There's also some farms that have mutual aid option that allow you to, you to donate money or a share to community members who are in need. Uh, but let's see. Uh, we've got, oh gosh, Burning River Farm. They are going to be there in person. They sell vegetables. They're from Osceola, Wisconsin. Um, let's see. We have got the mushroom folks. We've got Northwoods uh, Mushrooms will be there in person. Uh, we've got, let's See. Well, no, we also have Twin City Farm, Good Acre, um, Featherstone Farm, Growing Lots, um, and of course the Among American Farmers Association. Yes. So, yep. and, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Were the other ones you want to mention? Oh no, I was just going to say uh, we've worked with Hospa, the Among American uh, Farmers Association. Last year, they were one of the speakers 
So in the past CSA fairs, we've had farmer talks. So there's actually a video on our CSA fair guide to show what those farmer talks were like last year. Uh, we had uh, Foxtail Farm, Hoffa, and Safa, so Somali, the uh, Safa, uh, Somali American Farmers Association as well, were speaking for the farmer talks last year. And though, although those will not be there this year, we have other wonderful engagement opportunities for, again, 28 other farms. So you can decide which BSA share is going to be best for you and your household. Cool. And then uh, what other events are going on? There's, there's some, uh, there'll be some kid activities? There will be. There will be children's activities. Uh, we are uh, also having a bingo card this year where you can win some fun prizes. And so actually last fall, we purchased the Curry Murray building where, where the event will actually be. So that's at 26th and Franklin. And we're offering tours of that space so that we can engage community members about what the future of that space will look like. As some of you may know, that used to be a cafe space that we had, but due to the pandemic, we had to shut down in the interim. In that time, we bought it, and now we're engaging the community to see what happens next. And last but not least, again, we're celebrating Ray. We're having kind of like a, a casual meet and greet. There will be snacks, there'll be a, a little bit of music, and you can get to know Ray, our new GM as well. Yeah, so um, uh, tell us a little bit about that um, uh, array and what he brings to Seward Co-op and um, the opportunity to meet and greet and, and, and making this really a welcome party. Yeah, so we're going to learn a little bit about his background. So again, he's been at the co-op for about seven years. He started at the Franklin or the Friendship Store, pardon me, right when it opened. And he's kind of worked his way up as like an, a leader in operations and then operations and HR and then when, when Sean left, our old GM, he became the interim GM, and we are so grateful and so excited that he is going to be our, or that he is now our new general manager. And he brings just lots, he, like he is such a visionary for the co-op. He has uh, lots of wonderful ideas, and then we're actually working on building actions based on those ideas. He's got like, he's great for the short-term and the long-term planning, and he's also just incredibly warm and personable, which you will you'll understand when you meet him. He's just he's he's just like a ray of sunshine, which is I guess an unintentional pun, but he really is. And uh, <laughs> a ray of sunshine is a pun because yeah. his name is Ray. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just... But I just sometimes I think people in those positions of leadership are often intimidating. Uh, but he is someone that can get stuff done as easily as he can like make you smile or laugh. And we're very grateful and excited for the community to get to know him a little better. So again, this event is Saturday, April 29th. And um, so um, where is where exactly is it located? Yeah, so this is at 2601 East Franklin. It's from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So we've got a bunch of tents set up as well in case of inclement weather uh, or in case it's really sunny weather, you'll have a bit of shade as well. Um, so yeah, there'll be like the welcome reception will include snacks and refreshments and walks and talks around the creamery building and again, programming for children too. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back. We're going to talk more about Seward Co-op and how shopping at the co-op is about owning the economy or I want to find a gentle way of saying it, participating, creating the economy or just having an economy that works like the, like, like, like a home base, a warm, personable food system 
that's functioning for all people and the planet. Absolutely. You're listening to awesome. Food Freedom. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio. Um, I'm Laura Headland, and we'll be right back. Rain into a paper cup, they slither wildly as they slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my opened mind, possessing and caressing me. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, and today we're talking about Seward's Co-op CSA Fair and Welcome Party. A welcome Party on April 29th is from 11 to 2. Um, and I'm, I'm going to, with this segment, I want to play a video um, that Seward put together from their 50th anniversary just so that we can bring in a, a lot of voices. Um, so here's a vif, uh, the video that's on their website about their 50th um, anniversary. Seward Co-op will sustain a healthy community. In order for us to live out our ends, there has to be some level of growth because we are committed to paying fair wages to our staff. We want to create more job opportunities. What they may you know, start out as a job to turn into a career. We want to keep our commitment to our vendors. We want to make sure that our vendors are paid so they can continue to do what we look for them to do, and that is grow, you know, fresh, organic, natural products. Cooperative business model is not an extractive model, but a community wealth-based model of economic development. I, I think the, the co-ops just have the, the right idea of food. I think the, it's a lot easier to get in there because first, the, the, how they support local producers and, and just how open they are. You know, the heroes of the movement are young people who are continuing this tradition, that are taking the risks, that are putting their life's work into something of value people that are picking vegetables day in and day out, immigrants, people that, that allow these businesses to work, working class people that are driving trucks and stocking shelves and, and doing the day in, day out work. The trajectory of what I saw in the nearly 30 years of working in co-op has been a really dynamic and profound development of a food culture in the United States that radically altered some of the underlying aspects of how food is made in this country. Our challenges in recent time has really been that everyone's selling the products that were once our niche because we changed the world. Knowing that my food is coming from places that are creating an environment where good food, good people, good work, where all of that happens. It's a continuum. It's just really nice to feel that depth of connection to the place where I buy my groceries. What's been most rewarding about Seward Co-op's work is the stories that people tell me about how Seward has helped them in some way. And I'm thinking specifically about Isarun. And we couldn't get off the ground. And so when we hit a wall, we found out that Seward Co-op had the seed money. They free us from giving in. For us, we needed to support families with dignity. But we didn't have funding, we were very small. And Seward Co-op liberated us with dignity and integrity. And that's why our relationship exists today. And so a lot of our work is, you know, connected to sewers and a lot of alignment. But on the other capacity is that HAPA, one is a proud recipient of Seward Co-op Seed. So we thank you guys, Seward, for all your support. The narrative of Seward Co-op for the last 50 years 
has really transformed the work of the community as well. One of the greatest values I've found working at Seward Co-op is that it brings together people with like-minded values. Seward is my home, to be honest. I spend most of my lifetime actually at Seward than anywhere else. I started here as a high school student and now I have a high schooler and college kid and it means so much to me. It feels like home and this is where I grew. And I, I can say that in my time at Seward, I felt like I felt like I was making the world a better place. To be honest, I mean the co-op really has been at the forefront of some really important changes during my time on the board has been really leading with integrity around diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. The pinnacle of it is that we have positioned an African-American male to lead the co-op. To you know, sell good, healthy, fresh, affordable food uh, had a profound positive impact on, on the communities around both of our stores. To the owners and staff of Sewer Co-op, congratulations on your 50th anniversary. So welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, and joining me by phone right now is the Marketing Communications Manager for Seward Co-op, Natalia uh, Mendez. Um, so that, that video just feels good it all, <laughs> to listen to. Any reflections? You know, even just hearing it, so... Uh... I remember helping with the editing process of this video and feeling so floored by the video. So I recommend folks uh, go to our website. This is our 50th anniversary video. Uh, you can certainly check that out. It's linked in our uh, our scorecard at kind of the top of our page here. It's really beautiful to look at, but even just hearing it and hearing the many voices of community members that uh, we help and that help us and together that cooperative spirit that helps build this really strong food economy and this kind of uh, this interconnectedness that we all need to survive is just very heartwarming. Yeah, the interconnectedness that we all need to survive, and and it's it's about it, 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 about not being extractive, but but creating a places of both belonging and inclusion while we're getting our needs, our basic needs met, like food. Exactly. And we like to position ourselves as, you know, like, sure, we're a grocery store, but we're so much more than that. We try so hard because we know we can't do things alone. Like, we need the farmers. We need the people that are planting, that are picking, that are driving the trucks and loading and unloading. Like, we need each other uh, as a society to thrive together. And that's why it's, again, like the CSA fair and working with smaller local farmers is so important to the co-op and we don't see it as a competition. We see it as a way to keep our communities healthy and to keep our food structure very healthy as well. And fair wages and um, kind of a acting with, quote-unquote, employees as fellow humans. Absolutely, yeah. Actually, uh, I'm proud of the fact that Seward Co-op was at a $15 minimum before, uh, I think it was before state legal, and we've always maintained uh, our minimum, our, our payment minimum uh, at above that as well, which is really nice. And you have a lot of other um, things you look at when you look at um, uh, support. of, of it, it, And I'm going to use the word employees, but it's actually the staff needs, the needs we need staff. to produce our foods. Yeah, yeah. 
Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I should have given you. Um, well, the other thing I was going to jump into is the importance also for vendors and in the ecosystem and uh, the impact of Seward Co-op and the co-op movement and the ecosystem is so important. Um, but in the video, um, uh, there, there's been a, a, a lot of... Um, a lot of businesses, a lot of small businesses, small farmers that co-op uh, that the co-op supports and and helps or su- supports. Yes, there are, and for us, that's really important. Uh, and again, the CSA fair is a really big piece for us to bring these smaller farmers to our customers, kind of like our everyday shopping in the co-op customers, because uh, it supports them. It creates access, especially for like lots of inclusive. Farmers, so like BIPOC farmers, LGBTQ farmers, women-owned farms as well. It just, again, it provides more access and more of a sightline to creating a more diverse food system as well. And the connection between, someone used the word dignity and liberation, and that connection of dignity with the food system, I think is a really powerful connection. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think I like... We talk about the real cost of food a lot at our stores, um, especially when it comes to the treatment of farm workers. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, it was Farm Workers Awareness Week, and when we're treating farm workers with dignity, that's certainly re- like reflected in the quality and the price of the food. So, I think some people want like the cheapest option for food, but someone is always paying for that whether it's you with the quality of the food, but often it's the farm workers and people who are laboring to harvest or plant or sustain your food. So we try to work, or we do work, you know, with farmers that are, with farms and farmers who are treating their their staff as well very respectfully and with dignity. And the food and the soil. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. We're going to talk more about the CSA Fair um, and Welcome Party, like a Welcome Party on uh, Saturday, April 29th at Seward Co-op. And we'll be uh, right back after this break. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and someone excited about the upcoming Seward Co-op CSA Fair and Welcome Party on April 29th. Uh, that's from 11 to 2, and it's at the Seward Co-op Creamery parking lot, 2601 East Franklin. And joining me is the Marketing and Communications Manager, uh, Natalia Mendez. And when we were, before we went, we, we want to talk a little bit about what are cooperative values and how is the co-op how does the co-op shopping at the co-op differ from um, other stores? So let's talk a little bit about uh, what what do we mean by something called ends statement? Yeah, so each co-op, well, let's begin with each co-op has seven principles that guide us. And then we have like our individual end statements. Do you want me to sure. kind of start by listing those seven principles yeah, by which like all co-ops are led? Let, let, let's take it one by one. Cool. So the first principle is a voluntary and open membership. So what that means is anybody can join the co-op. Our co-op is awesome in many ways, but also because, you know, it's like $75 for a lifetime membership. And then we also have ways for people who can't pay that up front to, you know, do it in chunks. So we have um, like a needs-based memberships as well. Um, But I also want to stress that just because we encourage people to be owners, that you don't have to be an owner to shop with us. 
every time you are feeding yourself by shopping at Theory Co-op, you're also feeding the community. Right. So, so anyone can go. You don't have to be a member. But the thing about being a member is you are an owner. So it's about correct. people owning the store that they buy their food from. Yep. And that kind of like checks into the second principle, which is democratic member control. So people that own it can vote for our board of directors. Uh, they can become a board of director person themselves and they can have like more interactions that they would, if they want to have a heavier hand in how the co-op is run, they can be uh, a member of the board of directors. And uh, there's other little perks like discounts and deals across the store as well. But uh, uh, again, also kind of ties into the third principle, which is economic participation. Um, often if we have, a year where we make a profit, we will often do, uh, you know, owners will get a little bit of money back dependent upon how much money that they sold. And actually, 2022, I think, was the first time in a number of years that we had the ability to give customers uh, a little bit of that money back. And it was really wonderful and people were very excited. So we're grateful that even in a pandemic, we were able to have a profitable year and share that success with owners. And that's one of the other benefits of paying the $75 for a lifetime membership is that then you get the dividends if um, back from your purchases. Yep, exactly. So the fourth principle is autonomy and independence. Uh, the fifth principle is education, training, and information. We have a number of classes that people can attend, whether you're an owner or not. Often you get discounts if you're an owner. Uh, the sixth principle. And this, I mean, we're going to slow down that those education because oh, sure. you've got some cool things coming up on the education. And so, if people want to, um, they can always go to your website and just look at the many classes that you have. Are really fantastic. So, how do people find out about them? And is there any classes you want to promote? Yeah. So you know, there's a number of class, a number of ways to access our classes. So you can go to seward.coop/events. We also try to share them at the beginning of each month on our social media pages, that's Instagram and Facebook, and I believe they're also on our Twitter. Um, and then we also go out in our e-news. So if you sign up for our e-news, you will get kind of a rundown of all of our upcoming events um, in the next coming months. And I should preface this by saying we tended to take a break in the summer, but we do still have a couple of months of classes coming up. And let's see, one that excited me, I think, was like roasting a chicken, <laughs> Addie. <laughs> Addie is teaching that one, and that one sounds really good. And then um, Koshiki uh, is someone that teaches classes for us, and she's teaching a harumaki class, which is like a fried spring roll class that is coming up. Mm. Um, and that's Koshiki Smith. And that one's only like – these classes are very affordable. They're $5, uh, and they're free for steward co-op owners most of the time. And uh, one that I'm actually very excited about as well is that we're having an art opening for King Demetrius Pendleton, who's an internationally known photographer who is one of the first photojournalists on site uh, at when George Floyd was murdered. And he's, uh, he's doing, we're kind of helping, he came to us and asked us because we're so close at the Friendship Store to work with him and sell some of his more like uplifting and uh, like community healing photos from that time. And we said, yes, we'd love that. And so we're hosting kind of like a, an art opening for him on May 4th as well. So not a class, but an event. <laughs> so, And I, I encourage Food Freedom Radio listeners to sign up for your newsletter. I'm assuming you don't give your name out to anyone else because I know a lot of us are getting way too many emails. But it's 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 a great email to get so you kind of learn about all these great opportunities coming up. 
Um, so that's the fifth per- per- uh, principle. And then the sixth per- principle is? Yeah, it's cooperation among cooperatives, which is funny. I'm actually, uh, I just came from a meeting at Eastside Food Co-op, which is, you know, within the Twin Cities. Minnesota is rich in cooperatives. I believe we're, I, I think when I watched like the uh, food wars on TPT, it said <laughs> that we're like, we have the most co-ops in the country per state per capita, I believe, which is very cool. But yeah, we work with other co-ops because again, we like, we all have the same principles and goals. And I think again, some people would see each other as competition, but we have the same goals. And uh, so yeah, we work together. That's great. And you, uh, so there is a movie called uh, Twin Cities Co-op Wars, and it's free. Um, and it, you just put in the search engine, uh, Twin Cities Co-op War- Wars and uh, Twin Cities Public Television. And it's a beautiful film about how Seward Co-op started 50 years ago. And it's such a cool story. I mean, it, so I encourage people to see that. Um, and then the seventh per- principle is um, concern for community. So what does that mean? Correct. Oh, gosh, it means so much to us. So, I mean... Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with our seed roundup program. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a very obvious one is how we work with farmers, how we select working with our farmers. We have tried to do local as much as we can. Um, but beyond that, we're also working with community. We are, you know, donating funds to nonprofits and artists. And, and uh, we have a roundup program called Seed that each year the community helps us choose some of the people that get these these grant funds together. Uh, but basically all of that is just like we are a business, but the business is also to serve the community at the same time. So that's kind of like at the forefront in our minds. And that's like those are the seven principles, but our end statement is kind of what like drives everything that we do at the co-op. If we have questions about what choices should we make, we look to our ends. And uh, I could tell you a little bit about that if you'd like. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the end statements. Statement. So our end statement uh, is like our commitment to a healthy, uh, equitable, uh, creating healthy, equitable economic relationships, uh, creating positive environmental impacts, and, uh, and, and working within inclusive and socially responsible practices. And again, these are very broad Obviously, they're aspirational. I hope we never get to a point where we say, like, yep, we checked off the list and we did it because there's always more for us to do. But uh, for us, this drives the choices that we make, the partnerships that we have, and uh, it helps us, you know, stock the products that we have in our stores as well. Um, Beyond that, we're also making choices like we just made our website multilingual. I believe there's six languages on there right now because we want it to be a place that is inclusive and socially responsible. And, you know, we want this to be a place that, like we say, everyone welcome on the outside of our store, and we're always trying to find ways to kind of walk that walk as well. And that inclusiveness um, offers a place of belonging for, for all. And and we think about um, how much, like, the Hmong Americans have um, impacted the food system here in Minneapolis, in Minnesota. I mean, our system, our food system is so much more healthier and vibrant because of the immigrants and sharing those yeah. foods. That they've just, they've, yeah. it's, it's been such a enriching um, and, um, and and transformational to, to bring in people from different backgrounds and how we kind of make this wonderful community together. Absolutely. And, you know, something that we're proud of at the co-op is that a number of years ago, our staff, it, we're always working to make our staff percentages 
of like backgrounds and ethnicities reflect the areas in which we're located. Um, I believe we're at about like 30% BIPOC right now for staff, and we're always kind of working to increase that. We have people that speak many different languages that come from different backgrounds, and I think it just makes it a much more vibrant store and more comfortable for people to come in and see people that look like them, whether they are gender expansive, whether they are a BIPOC person, you know, if they hear the language that they speak in their homes at the store. We want it to a place that is comfortable for all. And positive environmental impacts uh, is also one of the end statements. So talk about some of the specifics around positive environmental impacts, like reusable hot bar containers now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was going to mention that in our bulk bulk areas as well. So we are really excited because uh, I believe in like the fall of last year, we relaunched or we launched our reusable deli hot bar containers. And shout out to my, my merch manager and our old uh, Roderick is someone who also used to work with us. But those two worked together a fairly long time to find out what would be the best option for hot bar containers that weren't single use paper. And although paper is biodegradable and environmentally friendly, it's still a single use product. So we did a ton of research and found out that there was a recyclable plastic container, like, yes, plastic. We don't love plastic, but it is a type of plastic that can be recycled and used over a hundred times, like hundreds of times. And we, what we do is we offer these now at our our hot and salad bars. So you can, you know, select your favorite foods, put them in your deli container. Uh, The person at the register will weigh it, subtract the amount of that container And I think you pay like a $5 deposit, but you only pay it once. When you're done eating or when you're done bringing it home, you do like a quick, you wash it out, you rinse it out, you bring it back, we give you a chip. So that's that's kind of like your token for getting your next $5 kind of removed from that. So it's similarly, it's like getting your membership. As long as you bring back the container, you only pay $5 for it once, and then you're not contributing to more paper products in the waste stream and less single-use products in the waste stream as well. And co-ops are just really well-known for their bulk areas as well. We provide glass containers for you to purchase. You can bring your own clean glass or, you know, your own clean containers to fill with whatever bulk products we have in that area that you would like. Um, And it's also, like, throughout our store, we have, like, bath salts and vanilla and oils. Because I think people think of bulk and they think of, like, beans and grains, and we certainly have that, but... You know, we have like maple syrup and a warm honey at the Friendship Store. So bulk has really kind of evolved, and it's kind of the heart of our stores as well. That helps us cut down on waste. And it's also buying in bulk is a great great way of saving money. Um, and Absolutely. so we're gonna we're gonna take a break, and we're coming back. We'll talk a little bit more about the uh, event coming up on Saturday, April 29th from eleven o'clock to two o'clock at Seward Co-op Creamery parking lot. Um, that's the CSA Fair and Welcome Party. So we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio, and I'm talking with Natalia Mendez with Seward Co-op. <laughs> Thank you. 
Want to come out to play um, on uh, on April uh, 29th from 11 from 11 to 2 at the Seward Co-op Creamery parking lot. There is a community supported agriculture or CSA fair and a welcome party. And to talk about this event and um, and Seward Co-op is the marketing and communications manager Natalia um, Mendez. So tell us again about this event. Yeah, so the CSA fair again just helps get the local growers going for the season. You can buy a CSA share that's right for your household. Uh, actually, a lot of these shares can be customized. It's not just fruits and vegetables, although there's lots of that. There's honey, maple syrup, eggs, and flowers. And uh, what this does when you're participating in community-supported agriculture is that you're providing funds to farmers so that they can have a successful growing season, and you get the benefits of that in really, really tasty food. And additionally, it's the welcome party for our new general manager, Ray Williams. He's been with the co-op for seven years. He stepped into this role after our, our GM, Sean, left a number uh, a couple months ago. And we're just really excited for you to get to know him with some snacks and beverages. There's also cute programming for kiddos. And there is going to be creamery tours because last fall we purchased the creamery building. Uh, that's actually a very cool historic cooperative building. Uh, it used to be a dairy co-op, and it once at one time supri- supplied 80% of the Twin Cities with the dairy products there. Wow! So we want the com- yeah, we want the community to be a part of what we decide to do with that building because it's a piece, it's a slice of cooperative history, and we're so excited about it, and we want everybody else to be excited about it too. And, and of course, this is a free event. There's no registration required, but if people want to, they can um, register. Yeah, for sure they can. And, you know, the board of directors will be there to answer questions. Um, you, can, you can meet them as well, but you can sign up online. For the CSA fair, it helps us know how many cookies we need to have so that the board of directors <laughs> can give you those cookies when you chat with them. <laughs> Uh, boy, it's nice to hear the word cookies and not think of internet. <laughs> <I'm just teasing. laughs> I don't know why that popped in my mind, but it did. Um, and so um, let's just, again, review some of the basics. Um, everyone can shop at the co-op. You don't have to be a member. But if you choose to be a member, it's $75. That's a lifetime membership. Um, so it's only, you only pay it once. Um, and what are some of the benefits of being a member? Yeah, so you get discounted or free classes. If we have a profitable year, you get... Uh, you know, a portion of that money back in the dividend. Um, You have the ability to vote for our board of directors. And if you wanted to be on the board of directors, you could also run. So everybody has to, anybody who wants to be a board of director, uh, board of directors member has to be an owner. So you get to take part in our cooperative uh, uh, democracy or yeah, when you participate in that election as well. And we were talking a little bit about the bulk bins, and I, um, especially when someone gets a CSA, um, they're getting vegetables um, once a week. It can be a little overwhelming. What do I cook with all these vegetables? How do I how do I make foods? And one of the things that's so helpful is to have uh, an appropriately stocked pantry, and and so you know you can you know you can know what to do with all these foods. So do you have tips and suggestions on that? Yeah, well, first of all, I can say that some of these uh, CSAs can be customized. So you can buy like a half share uh, or you could like split it with another family because sometimes you get, I mean, you don't have to get a big honking box of fruits and vegetables, but you could if you wanted to, if you wanted to split it with friends and family. But 
Um, if you wanted to, again, have a nicely stocked pantry, uh, the our bulk section has lots of staples that are low cost and very nutritious, like grains. We have lots of different varieties of rice and beans. Uh, but the bulk section also has like refrigerated area with like dates and nutritional yeast and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we also have a lot of uh, accessible options with our uh, field day. It's kind of like the organic uh, generic brand, if you will, within our stores. We're getting a lot more of those as well so that you can, you know, you've already invested in the CSA, but then you have like a more cost-effective way to use up all these vegetables and your parts here is CSA by shopping in bulk and you cut down on packaging when you shop in bulk as well. So it's kind of just a win-win. So, I mean, we have mason jars and they're all marked. And then once we use up, like uh, whether it's our popcorn or our lentils or our black beans, it's got the little black beans, then we just, we we keep that. Then we put the um, clean empty jar in our co-op bag when we're done with it. And so we usually have two of of the containers (laughs) and we rotate them like that. And it's actually, um, I mean, one thing I've learned over times, like with spices, I I try to just get a little bit, not so much. So you can, with the bulk section, you can, you know, you can decide exactly how much you want and it can be very helpful so uh, it takes a little time to learn how to do it it's if you're not familiar with it but um, and even for uh, people are eating just for one you can get some really small portions of food Um, you know just get one soup you know what I'm gonna a cup here a cup there um, and and mix it up so I mean every it's always finding your own rhythm with food you know, I'm so grateful you brought up the how to use bulk because it is a very co-op thing that not everybody's used to. And we actually just put together a how to shop bulk video that's on our Instagram. And uh, if people want to watch that, you can check it out. Uh, we're just at Seward Co-op on Instagram. And it kind of walks you through the step-by-step on how to shop in bulk. And uh, I personally love shopping in bulk all the time, but particularly for camping, if I want to just like have like I want to refill I have like these tiny Dr. Bronner's bottles and in wellness we have you know pump as much Dr. Bronner's as you need so I like bring that for my dishes for my cleaning and I'll bring like just a little bit of like oats or whatever I need to uh for camping because it's super lightweight and I don't need to buy a whole bunch of stuff for for that. <laughs> well, awesome um anything else you'd like to say? I just one? really appreciate Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. I'm just yeah. Anything else you'd like to say? Just really grateful to be on the program, and that it's nice to work with you, and that we hope that uh, there are more people that are excited about the cooperative economy that we're building, and I invite you to join the co-op. Again, uh, if 75 bucks isn't something you can do up front, we do have a needs-based option. You pay it once, and then you reap the benefits for the rest of your time with us. So we hope we see you soon. See you. Um, April 29th from 11 to 2, Seward Co-op Creamery Parking Lot, 2601 East Franklin Avenue. Thank you so much, Natalia Mendez. And um, thank you for listening. Um, And thank you to Seward Co-op and all the people who work to build a fair, equitable, just, healthy life. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio.